Which is exactly what Andy did. Right there in the pool of hell that had accumulated between the street and the curb. Ugh, she stood flamingo-like, perched gracefully on one submerged foot, holding the other one rather impressively above the watery mess for a good 30 or 40 seconds, weighing her options. Around her, people gave her and the slushy little lake wide berth, only those with knee-high rubber boots daring to tromp directly through the middle. But no one offered her a hand, and realizing the puddle had a large enough perimeter that she couldn't jump to escape in any one direction, she steeled herself for another shock of cold and placed her left foot beside her right. The icy water rushed up her legs and came to a stop on her lower calf, subsuming both fuchsia shoes and a good five inches of leather pant. And it was all Andy could do not to cry. Her shoes and leggings were ruined. Her feet felt like she might lose them to frostbite. She had no option for extricating herself from the mess except continuing to slog through it, and all Andy could think was, that's exactly what you get for screening Miranda Priestley. There wasn't time to dwell on her misery, though, because as soon as she made it to the curb and stopped to evaluate the damage, her phone rang again. It had been ballsy. Hell, downright reckless to ignore the first call. She simply couldn't do it again. Dripping, shivering, and near tears, Andy tapped the screen and said hello. Andrea, is that you? You've already been gone for an eternity. I'll ask you only one time. Where is my lunch? I simply won't be kept waiting like this. Of course it's me, Andy thought. You dialed my number. Who else would be answering? I'm so sorry, Miranda. It's really hard out right now, and I'm trying my best to- I'll expect you back here immediately. That's all. And before Andy could say another word, the line was disconnected. No matter that the icy water trapped in her shoes was squishing around her toes in the most disgusting imaginable way, or that it had been hard enough to walk in those heels when they were dry, or that the sidewalks were growing slicker by the second as the rain started to freeze. Andy began to run. She sprinted as best as she could down one block and had only one more to go when she heard someone calling her name. Andy! Andy, stop! It's me! Stop running! She would recognize that voice anywhere, but what was Max doing there? He was away that weekend, upstate somewhere, for a reason she couldn't quite remember, wasn't he? She stopped and turned, searching for him. Over here, Andy. And then she spotted him, her fiancé, with his thick, dark hair and piercing green eyes and rugged good looks, was sitting astride an enormous white horse. Andy didn't know horses, nor particularly like them ever since she'd fallen from one in the second grade and shattered her right wrist. But this horse looked friendly enough. Never mind that Max was riding a white horse in midtown Manhattan in the middle of a blizzard. Andy was so ecstatic to see him, she didn't even think to question it. He dismounted with the ease of a practiced rider, and Andy tried to remember if he'd ever mentioned playing polo. In three long strides, he was at her side, enveloping her in the warmest, most delicious embrace imaginable, and she felt her whole body relax as she collapsed into him.
My poor baby, he murmured, paying neither the horse nor the staring pedestrians any mind. You must be freezing out here. The sound of a phone, that phone, rang out between them, and Andy scrambled to answer it. Andrea, I don't know what part of immediately you don't understand, but... Andy's whole body was shaking as Miranda's shrill voice drilled into her ear. But before she could move a single muscle, Max plucked the phone from her fingertips, tapped end on the screen, and tossed it with perfect aim directly into the puddle that had previously claimed Andy's feet. You're done with her, Andy, he said, wrapping a large down comforter around her shoulders. Oh my God, Max, how could you do that? I'm so late. I haven't even made it to the restaurant yet, and she's going to kill me if I'm not back there with her lunch and-